the city of Providencialis. Here is tonight's Nations Report with Zoya Fessler. Border Force opens new office in North Caicos. Kenyan High Court blocks police deployment to Haiti. Czech Republic signs a deal with the United States to purchase fighter jets. A look at sports and the weather. Join us right here, right now. Welcome listeners, it's a brand new work week, Monday, January 29th, 2024. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you all had a wonderful weekend. Officers of the Royal Turks and Caicos Islands Police Force are investigating the shooting death of a 26-year-old male in Grand Turk and the wounding of three females. At 11.29 p.m. on Friday evening, January 26th, the police control room received reports of gunshots being heard at a location on West Road. Officers arrived at the scene and received information that four persons received gunshot injuries. Three females, ages 31, 36, and 38, were rushed to the Coburn Town Medical Center for treatment. The male victim has been identified, but his name is being withheld pending next of kin being informed. Additionally, officers are actively investigating a structure fire. At 2.45 a.m. Saturday, January 27th, officers responded to reports of a fire on Robinson Street, Five Keys, Providenciales. The home's occupants are accounted for while the structure was completely destroyed. Both incidents remain under active investigation. The police are advising persons to notify the closest police station, contact 911, or call Crime Stoppers at 1-800-8477 and provide any information on illegal activities or crimes anonymously. Now, a new methodology for calculating gaming machine taxes will be introduced in the Turks and Caicos Islands. The government will be moving away from tax collection based on the Dropbox recovery method and a new cabinet-approved adjusted gross receipts system will be introduced as part of its efforts to better regulate the gaming sector. This comes as the House of Assembly recently passed two gaming amendment bills to bring the local gaming industry on par with international standards. On Tuesday, January 23rd, Honorable Premier Charles Washington Mizek laid the Gaming Control Amendment Bill 2023 and the Gaming Machines Amendment Bill 2023 on the table of the House of Assembly for debate. In presenting the bills to the House, the Premier underscored that the Gaming Control Amendment Bill 2023 is critical for the territory to stay abreast with evolving international standards to ensure a responsible, fair and sustainable gaming environment. Premier Mizek explained that the bill further revises the tax payable rate to 30% of the adjusted gross receipts, creating a more streamlined and equitable tax structure. Premier Mizek underscored that the Amendment Bill 2023 is a testament to his government's commitment to evolving and adapting regulatory framework to meet the challenges of the dynamic gaming industry. Gaming is a big revenue earner for the government, however it attracts the attention of the international community due to the money laundering concerns. 
In December of 2021, the House passed the Gaming Control Amendment Bill of 2020 aimed at imposing stricter measures related to the detection or prevention of money laundering and terrorist financing and to ensure that all gaming activities are completely regulated and transparent. Now, a new fit-for-purpose building to house the Ministry of Immigration's Border Force and Customer Service Unit was on Thursday, January 25th, unveiled in Bottle Creek, North Caicos. Declaring the new location open, the Minister of Immigration and Border Services, Honorable Arlington Musgrove, noted that it was a long time getting to this point. He said the event is an unfolding of his vision for the people of North and Middle Caicos, and as their representative, he's proud to have brought it to them. The new building is intended to afford residents enhanced access to the Ministry and Advanced Government Service on the Twin Islands. The opening of the office is an extension of the government's integration of the Customs Department, Immigration Department and Work Permit Unit into one intelligence-led border force. The opening of the office in the Twin Islands also signals the start of Phase 2 of the transformation to a border force. Phase 1 was launched in October of 2023 and saw the implementation of the border force, while Phase 2 will be, among other things, the opening of inland units so as to further enhance TCI's border security. As this transition progresses, the inland element of the border force will be brought to life, delivering all customs and immigration enforcement alongside the establishment of one combined services function. This new function will strive for an innovative approach to customer service, bringing the consideration and delivery of all applications in one place to allow the government to monitor response times and more efficiently meet demands. Later in 2024, Border Force plans to introduce digital borders, including automation for low-risk travelers, biometrics to drive security, and for the first time, one end-to-end system containing the details of all known non-citizens in the islands. The Customs Department, Immigration Department and Work Permit Unit will gradually transition to the border force over the next few months, aiming to launch all units within the border force in April 2024. That was a look at your local news. Regional is up next. The Kenyan High Court has blocked the government's plans to send approximately 1,000 police officers to combat gangs in Haiti. The judge asserted that the National Security Council lacks the authority to deploy police forces abroad. The judge's decision emphasizes the distinction in the council's powers, allowing for military but not police deployment in international peacekeeping missions. Kenya had previously volunteered to lead a multinational security force to address rising gang violence in Haiti. In response to the ruling, Kenya's government has announced its intention to appeal. The United Nations this month also reported nearly 4,800 killings in Haiti last year, this up 119% from 2022. 
It also recorded 2,490 kidnappings in 2023, this up 83% from the previous year. And U.S. health officials say that 93 Americans have died after cosmetic surgery in the Dominican Republic since 2009, with many of the recent deaths involving a procedure known as the Brazilian butt lift. The operation has grown in popularity recently and has led to the deaths in other countries as well, including the United States. A report issued Thursday by the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention could not say how common these deaths are or whether they are more common in the Dominican Republic. The report suggests steps that medical tourists should consider before traveling to get work done. Dr. Matthew Hudson, the study's first author, gave these tips. Be informed about who is doing your surgery, the qualifications of the person doing your surgery, and whether or not the facility is capable of doing the surgery, and whether it is capable of providing adequate post-operative care, which is crucial. The report included details of about two dozen of the deaths, and most were the result of fat or blood clots getting into the lungs or bloodstream. Complications from cosmetic surgery are not unique to the Dominican Republic. Reports of deaths after cosmetic surgeries have repeatedly serviced in the United States, perhaps most often in Florida. The CDC on Thursday issued a separate report of about 15 cases of bacterial infections in women who went to one Florida cosmetic surgery center in 2022. Sporadic reports also have come out of Mexico, including last year when U.S. patients were stricken with fungal meningitis after undergoing cosmetic procedures in the border city of Matamoros. Two clinics were closed and a dozen deaths reported. After an increase in the United States deaths in 2019 and 2020, the U.S. Embassy contacted the CDC, which investigated along with the Dominican Republic's Ministry of Health. They tallied 93 cosmetic surgery-related deaths of U.S. citizens in the Dominican Republic from 2009 to 2022, or an average of about seven a year. All but one were women. And the Jamaican government is set to impose a ban on the usage of plastic lunchboxes starting from June 1st. According to Matthew Samuda, Minister with Responsibility for the Environment, this proactive measure is part of the country's ongoing efforts to curb plastic pollution. This was announced during his contribution to the State of the Nation debate in the Upper House on Friday. It follows the government's previous declaration that the ban would take effect on December 31st of last year. Coinciding with the ban on plastic lunchboxes, June 1st marks the target date for the prohibition of personal care products containing plastic microbeads. Explaining the six-month lead time to implement these bans, Senator Samuda emphasized the importance of public awareness and education. He shared that a public education program will be rolled out during this interim period aimed at sensitizing the nation to the changes. Senator Samuda also revealed statistics regarding plastic bottle collection in Jamaica. The country currently collects more than 30% of the plastic bottles produced each month, marking a substantial improvement compared to just 8% collected three years ago. That was your regional news. World News is up next.
A Japanese court sentenced a man to death after finding him guilty of murder and other crimes Thursday for carrying out an arson attack on an anime studio in Kyoto that killed 36 people. The Kyoto District Court said it found the defendant Shinji Aoba mentally capable to face punishment for his crimes and announced the sentence of capital punishment after a recess in a two part session on Thursday. Ioba stormed into Kyoto Animation's number one studio on July 18, 2019, and set it on fire. Many of the victims were believed to have died of carbon monoxide poisoning. More than 30 other people were badly burned or injured. Judge Kisugi Masuda said that Ioba wanted to be a novelist but was unsuccessful, and so he sought revenge. Thinking that Kyoto Animation had stolen novels that he submitted as part of a company contest, according to NHK National Television. NHK also reported that Ioba, who was out of work and struggling financially after repeatedly changing jobs, had plotted a separate attack on a train station north of Tokyo a month before the arson attack on the animation studio. Ioba plotted the attacks after studying past criminal cases involving arson, the court said in the ruling, noting the process showed that Ioba had premeditated the crime and was mentally capable. Ioba, who is 45 years old, was severely burned and was hospitalized for 10 months before his arrest in May of 2020. He appeared in court in a wheelchair. His defense lawyers argued that he was mentally unfit to be held criminally responsible. About 70 people were working inside the studio in southern Kyoto, Japan's ancient capital, at the time of the attack. One of the survivors said he saw a black cloud rising from downstairs, then scorching heat came and he jumped from a window of the three story building, gasping for air. Now, the Czech Republic's government signed an agreement with the United States on Monday to acquire 24 US F 35 fighter jets as part of a deal worth about 150 billion Czech Karuna or $6.6 billion, the biggest single purchase for the Czech military. Czech Defense Minister Jana Cernakova and U.S. Ambassador Bijan Sabet signed a memorandum of understanding for the deal. The Czechs also signed a letter of offer and acceptance, the final step in completing a contract between the governments. The Czech government approved the deal in September of 2023. The first of the 24 fighter jets should be delivered in 2031, with the rest by 2035. The American aircraft will replace the 14 JAS 39 Gripen fighter jets from Sweden that are currently used by the Czech Army. The Czechs will pay almost $5 billion to the United States for the aircrafts, training of pilots, ammunition, and other costs. The remaining money will be used to finance an upgrade of the Koslov Air Force Base in Central Czech Republic, fuel, and training of staff. The Czech Ministry has been negotiating the deal with the United States for more than a year during Russia's invasion of Ukraine. That was a look at World News Sports, is up next.
Doc Rivers has officially been named the next head coach for the Milwaukee Bucks, the franchise announced Friday. The hiring comes after the Bucks fired first-year head coach Adrian Griffin after 43 games earlier on Tuesday, saying they were working immediately to hire their next head coach. Griffin had been with the team since June of 2023. Rivers has coached the Philadelphia 76ers for three seasons before the team announced they were parting ways with him last May following three Eastern Conference semifinals losses. At the time, Sixers president of basketball operations, Daryl Morey, described Rivers as one of the most successful coaches in NBA history. The 62-year-old has also served as the head coach of the Orlando Magic, the Los Angeles Clippers, and the Boston Celtics, who he led to an NBA championship in 2008. Now over in local sports, Clement Owl High School student-athlete Love Joseph emerged victorious in the under-17 boys 3,000-meter event at the DTSP Wolfpack Track Club Invitational in Nassau, Bahamas, held on January 20, 2024. Despite expressing some disappointment with his time, Joseph's performance showcased his resilience and potential as a long-distance runner. Clocking a time of 9.47.40 seconds, Love Joseph secured the top spot in the 3,000 meters, demonstrating his tenacity on the track. The young athlete also showcased his versatility by claiming the second position in the competitive 1,500-meter race where he stood out as the top performer in his age group. Joseph stated that the meet was a competitive one, and despite not achieving the time that he desired, he used the opportunity to identify areas of improvement. He expressed determination to address weaknesses and make significant strides in preparation for the upcoming Carifta Games. That was a look at sports. Let's take a look at the weather. Well, let's start off the week with a three-day forecast from the TCI National Weather Service. The general situation for today. A strong cold front located across the central Bahamas is progressing quickly through the archipelago and is expected to move through the Turks and Caicos Islands tonight. The weather for today, partly sunny with isolated showers possible, partly cloudy and breezy with a slight chance of widely scattered showers tonight. Winds will be west to northwest at 10 to 15 knots, increasing to 15 to 20 knots tonight. Seas will be 2 to 4 feet, increasing to 3 to 5 feet tonight. The daytime high temperature is 81 degrees Fahrenheit, and the overnight low temperature 73 degrees Fahrenheit. Sunset will be at 5.35 p.m. this evening. The new low tide will be at 5.01 p.m., and the new high tide at 11.04 p.m. The extended forecast for the next two days. The aforementioned cold fronts will move eastward and pass the Turks and Caicos Islands by Tuesday and then weaken. High pressure will build across the area, slide eastwards and weaken, allowing winds to weaken gradually across the islands. The forecast for Tuesday? The weather will be a mix of sun and clouds with isolated showers possible, mostly fair and cool at night. A small craft caution will come into effect. Winds will be northwest to north at 10 to 15 knots. Seas will be 5 to 7 feet northwesterly to northerly swells. Sunrise will be at 6.27 a.m., sunset being at 5.36 p.m. The forecast for Wednesday. Weather will be partly sunny and cool, mostly fair and cool, and a bit breezy at night. The small craft advisory will remain in effect. 
Winds will be light and variable during the day, becoming northwest at 10 to 15 knots. Seas will be 4 to 6 feet in northerly swells. Sunrise will be at 6.27 a.m. and sunset will be at 5.37 p.m. That is the three-day public weather forecast issued on Monday the 29th of January by the Turks and Caicos National Weather Service. The next three-day forecast will be issued on Wednesday. Thank you all so much. That ends today's weather forecast. Recapping the news today, Border Force opens new office in North Caicos. Kenyan High Court blocks police deployment to Haiti. Czech Republic signs a deal with the United States to purchase fighter jets. Again, I want to thank you all so much for tuning in to The Nation Station. If you missed today's presentation, you can always visit our website at www.rtc89fm.com or you can download the RTC app in the Google Play Store. Turks and Caicos, stay safe. Stay locked in to 89.1 FM, RTC, The Nation Station. Join us again tomorrow evening at 6 p.m. for another edition of The Nation's Report.